Hello and welcome to All Round Mine with Primark. This is a podcast where we get an exclusive invite through the front door of a star's home to get the lowdown on their greatest home hacks to their worst DIY disasters. I'm Arielle Free. And I'm George Lawton and we're inviting you all round. So what are you waiting for? Come on in. Hello, Arielle. Hi, George. How are you doing? I'm fine. I feel like you've got something to tell me. I do have something to tell you. It's been a great week, actually. Has it really? That's good to hear. It has. So my mum has had all of these old home videotapes digitised. Right. So we've been watching through all of these memories of me back when I was about six or seven years old, just getting up to all sorts of hijinks. Okay. And and there is one thing that really stands out in these home videos, uh-huh. and that is my love of giving a home tour. No way! Yeah, there's so many. Really? There's there's home <laughs> tours uh, round uh, our house. There's home tours round various places that we were staying on holiday in Florida, no in Lanzarote, and yeah, there's just so many takes of me taking a camera round a house <laughs> and showing them all of the different bathrooms. But so, I mean, you've got to give me a little snippet. Like, give me an example. <sighs> this give is... me young George doing a home tour. <laughs> well, it's all very dull. <laughs> Because I like to go into an awful lot of detail to the extent that we're looking inside every cupboard in the kitchen. Um, but there's there's one episode of George's Home Tours where I, I go upstairs when we're staying in this villa in Florida and um, it's my sister just playing with all of her little cars toys. Okay. And she's sort of saying, this one is Mater, this one's Lightning McQueen. And I'm just sort of getting a little bit irritated because I'm like, yeah, okay, but we need to like sort of crack on with the home tour now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it, that sounds absolutely great. I know that Harry Turner would absolutely love these because <laughs> he was my best friend <laughs> that at school that review. loved cars. I love it. You're like getting impatient. I need to show everyone the kitchen. <laughs> oh, well, so, I mean, doesn't I love that. It I was all like meant to be. It was all meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, George's home tours. George's home all tours. All around George Lawton's. All around George <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, you've been rather excited about this week's home tour, so haven't you, talking about? <laughs> yes, I do you know what, I'm buzzing because he is not only... He's a, he's a household name. Uh, one quarter of legendary boy band Blue, and yes, I did have their posters on my wall. Hollyoaks villain, oh, West End star, fresh out of the circle as well, is Duncan James. Ariel. Calm down. Sorry, I'm fine. I'm fine. Now, if you're a fan of The Circle and haven't watched the full celebrity version yet, word of warning, this episode contains many a spoiler. All right, we're going to hear his home tour now. And I can't wait to hear it. Let's go around Duncan's. So the walk around of my house, it's the house I bought for my mum a couple of years ago. And it's a kind of 80s style, semi-detached And you walk in through the front door and there's a porch where we kind of hang all of our coats and there seems to be hundreds of coats. I don't know why, between just me and my mum, but there's just loads and loads and loads of coats. And then there's a garage door to the right, which is kind of our storage dumping ground. I think because me and my mum have moved around so much over the years, we're hoarders. So um, there's a lot of clutter that we've collected and find really hard to throw out. And it's not even, like, good stuff. It's like books from when I was a kid. Clothes, bags of clothes, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, once you get past that, you go into the house and there's a nice long corridor which takes you through to the front room. And it's like an open-plan front room. 
with a conservatory. And it's nice, bright room. It was the, for me, it was, it was the kind of selling point for when we bought the house. And it looks onto a little stream. We've got a little bridge, which you can go out over to the golf course. And it's really quite delightful. We've had a new kitchen fitted literally three weeks ago because I hated the old kitchen. It had a wooden worktop and it's a nice ceramic worktop now, white ceramic worktop. And it's just lovely. I don't know. It just gives a whole different feeling to the house. Anyway, and you go upstairs and on the walls, my mum's put all the pictures and posters of all the shows that I've been in. So you can see like the Legally Blonde picture of me and Sheridan Smith on the right hand side as you walk up and then me in Chicago as Billy Flynn, me as a drag queen and Priscilla Queen of the Desert. So, and then you get upstairs and you got the bathroom. It's got a nice big bath, nice shower. And then you go into my bedroom and my bedroom was the second bedroom, which was the smaller of the two because I was never really going to be there much up until lockdown. So now it's literally full of just shelves of clothes, rails of clothes. Like, it's just ridiculous. I've far too much. Then you walk around from my room and you go into my mum's room. It's nice and bright. She's got all fitted wardrobes. And on the windowsill is a couple of wigs that I just we bought for fun really and every now and again I like to dress up and put one of my mum's wigs on anyway enough about that but yeah it's just it's a small little house but it's very cute and it's perfect for my mum and she's really happy it's in a lovely area and we're very lucky to have the big garden space and the little stream it's it's quite wonderful really (laughs) Duncan James welcome to the podcast God, I hate listening to my voice. <laughs> oh, it's cringing. You know, you're not you're not the only one to say that. So you're oh, not the first. Yeah. I, why, why is it people just don't enjoy like hearing? I absolutely stuff? hate it. Cannot stand it. Yeah, I hate watching no. myself back on TV as well. Like, I just can't. <laughs> I'm just I, if I'm on something, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so cringe. No, <laughs> it's awful. Um, Welcome to All Around Mine. Um, Thank you. It sounds Thank like you have you. a lovely home. It sounds so idyllic, the way that you describe the the outside of it, the bridge into the golf course. Yeah. It's so cute. Um, like literally um, two years ago, uh, my mum was living in rented accommodation for a few years. And I think because she's getting a bit older and she wanted the security of having her own house. And I was living up in Liverpool at the time doing Hollyoaks. And I bought myself a gorgeous um, apartment, like in one of those great big old warehouse conversion oh, buildings it. on the docks. And it was stunning. Anyway, luckily I sold it um, when I finished Hollyoaks. And I thought, do you know what? With with the money that I've got from that house, I'm going to buy my mum a house so she's got security. Mm. And then I'll figure out what I'm going to do later on. Mm. But of course, um, I bought her the house and then lockdown happened. And I've actually ended up being here for a whole year now was was never the plan but I didn't want my mum to be on her own so during the time that I've been here in this house I've been kind of like going right I need to get in your kitchen right we need to do this we need to do that we need to paint this need to do that so I've been kind of like instigating doing the house up even more really as I've been living here how have you found living with your mum like going back to that situation yeah <laughs> so I yeah. I've been living with my parents for the past year over right. lockdown and do you know what it's been absolutely delightful in some ways <laughs> I, I found myself sort of regressing back to some uh, some childhood traits but at the yes. same time um it's been a lot it's been a lot <laughs> look I mean I have on the on the positives I've loved spending this amount of time with my mum yeah. it's been wonderful that I've had this opportunity to like 
be around her every day. Like I haven't had this much time with her since I was a child. So it's been really nice to have that quality time of bonding with each other. But you know, I do feel like I am a child sometimes and I am getting told off rather a lot about things. That's and it's it, just, isn't it? It's just like, oh my God, help. Um, but yeah. I can't do it. My mum had to live with me for like a year and a bit in my flat and uh, I just turned into like angsty teenager. Like, stop telling me what to do. I'll do the dishes when I want to do the dishes. And oh, where are you going? I'm going out to see yes. friends. Okay. Yes. Well, that's the thing, you know, I'm not, because we're not allowed out yeah. because of the whole lockdown, it's been difficult. So if I've ever gone out to the shop or I've gone for a run, it's like, well, where are you going? What are you doing? Have you got your mask? Have you got hand sanitizer? I'm like, yes, mum, I've got everything. Don't worry. So, um, but, I think, you know, it's been a whole different world that we've all lived in, isn't it? So we've all had to adjust. I think every single person's had to adjust completely different to their to their surroundings. So it's been the same for everybody, wherever you've been living, really. And I think it's probably been harder for those people that have been at home on their own. Yeah. I think that mm. must be awful, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we, should, we should count ourselves very lucky, I think. Yes, yes. And as much as it has been uh, difficult, it's quite nice to have someone that will uh, will make the tea every now and then. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's pros and cons, aren't there? I'll tell you what's been really lovely is the amount of cooking I've been doing. Yeah. Um, and especially now I've got a new kitchen. It's lovely. <laughs> it's really nice, yeah. I'm surprised with being like in lockdown in the house together and both of you being such hoarders that you haven't managed to get through these bags and bags of clothes and the hundred coats that you have. Well, to be honest, at the beginning of the last lockdown, we actually, I was like, right, we're going to go through the garage and we're going to sort it out. So yeah. I hired a skip, right? We had the skip <laughs> on the front, on our front drive. And me and my mum, because we had lovely, it was like last year was lovely summer, wasn't it? Mm. We had gorgeous weather. So we spent like a couple of weeks just going through all the stuff and throwing <laughs> it all out. We filled the whole skip out, but still there's no indentation wow. in the garage. It's still, it's like, I don't understand. We filled a whole skip. It's just crazy. Who's the think, worst out of you and your mum for like holding on to things? I think we're both pretty bad. I mean, I'm one of these people that I'm really sentimental. So yeah. the thought of throwing anything away that means something is just, I just can't, I just can't part with it. And I've got so much stuff when I was in blue 20 years ago, you know, and I've got all these memorabilia I've got all these photo albums and gifts that fans have given me and all this kind of stuff and I just think I, I, I just can't get rid of it I mean, we didn't have camera phones back then so nothing was documented no. on your mm. phone or anything it was all literally photographs from people's videos or cameras and a lot of the fans used to make us all these scrapbooks Aww. when we were in Japan or when we when we were in Australia or whatever tour we were doing so I've got literally boxes of all this stuff and I just I just think I can't throw it away because it's 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 part of my life and it's just sad to throw it away I guess I feel like that requires you to put on a blue exhibition then. And like all, because they did it with the Spice Girls. They got like all the fan memorabilia and whatnot and they put it on display in a big exhibition with the like Union Jack bus. We need this. We need the blue <laughs> exhibition where I can go around and I can see all the double denim like two pieces and they're like. There was a lot of double denim. <laughs> double, I loved it. The skip is just going to be full of denim. <laughs> it's double denim, yeah. It's it's funny actually looking back at some of the, uh, the, the old photographs that are in there of the awful hairstyles that I had throughout the year it's just like shocking and I was like really did we used to dress like that did we used to have that kind of hairstyle what was going on I wanted uh, to yeah. ask actually because I remember and I don't know if this is a thing but 
it's always about belt buckles. You know, like the belt <gasps> buckles used to have like different, so like someone would have like a Pepsi Max one or like, mm. it was almost like a little bit of like brands or whatnot involved. Do you remember like all the different, did you have a particular like belt buckle that you? <laughs> I, I do actually. And it's really embarrassing to say so, but my stylist, uh, I think it was for the flyby video we did. I had my name Dunk on my belt buckle. <laughs> and it was like the coolest thing at the time. I was like, I've got my name on my belt buckle. Belt buckle. But actually looking back at the pictures now, it's like, oh my God, what on earth is that around your belt? Like, get that off right now and throw it away. I also love that they abbreviated it to dunk, dunk. not that like you can just yeah. get the full dunking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Keep hold of it, because I think it could be making a comeback. 2022 <laughs> is going to be the year of the uh, the named belt buckle. Who's the, yeah. I mean, it, the 90s fashion is like back at the it moment. Is. It is. Yeah. I'm not sure that belt buckle uh, is going to uh, come back though, do you? But do you know what? You guys are like, they were naughty like fashion icons. Like I've, I'm here for, I feel like also you epitomise like the kind of movement of boys wearing accessories. Like, you know, there was yeah. always like the chains and like there was a couple yeah. of like rosary beads. There's lots mm. of like the, um, the wrist kind of buckle things. Like yeah. it was like leather, like wrist straps. I'm sorry. I mean, I feel like I've Studying the blue fashion. <laughs> there was definitely a lot of rosary beads. Yes. That was quite a, a quite an in thing. And actually, we, we used to get starred by um, Dolce Gabbana back in the day. So we used to actually, when we were in Milan uh, doing gigs in Italy, like they would close the store for us and we would go in with Mr. Dolce and Mr. Gabbana oh, and they would personally style us. And literally, we would be like kids in a candy store. I love like, it. Oh my God. And then we'd get to the, uh, the accessories section. Like It was in a beautiful kind of like uh, worktop, you know, with all with the drawers that you can pull out and you see them all and all the different types of rosary beads. So we used to literally just go in there and be like, can we have that one, that one, that one, that one and have all these amazing clothes and jackets. Yeah, it's mad. It's Do you know mad. what? I'm starting to understand how you've not been able to face this clear out because there's just too many amazing things. It is, it is. And, and, and the amount of kind of Dolce Gabbana jackets that I probably will never wear because they, you know, it's style changes. You know, I've got, they've got mm. great big lapels and everything now, but, um, but you know, we don't really wear like that anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just look like something, something from back in time. There, is there one look from those days that you just like absolutely adore? Like that you think, you know what, that was, that was the one, that was the killer look like my, when I'm in my, from my blue days. I remember buying this coat and it was a very kind of like military style coat with big kind of almost like furry Russian-y kind of look Ooh. with you know with the lapels and, yeah. and the double-breasted buttons and I remember buying it from the store and I had a 40% discount back in the day at Dolce which was so oh. handy and this jacket cost me two grand with the with the discount right? so it was a bloody expensive jacket and I remember thinking this is probably the most expensive item of clothing I've ever bought but I used to love that jacket yeah. and it was just so nice and I found it in the garage in a bag all crunched up looking just like very sorry for itself and I did actually think right I need to go and get this uh this this made back into a nice jacket again because I could probably still rock it do you know what I mean yeah, it was such absolutely. a lovely jacket sounds um, like a classic take it for yeah. a spin down the shop see how it does I should do. yeah <laughs> just needs yeah. a bit of a dusting off <laughs> a few buttons added onto it yeah <laughs> now tell me about uh your chihuahua Tallulah ah uh, so I bought my mum a little uh, when I was doing Legally Blonde, uh, I think it was about 11 years ago, there was all these little chihuahuas in the show. And 
I fell in love with this, these two hours and me and Sheridan every single day used to go into the dressing room before we'd go on stage and, and spend a bit of time with the dogs. And um, I got tr- talking to the lady that basically used to be the dog handler for the show. And I said, I'm going to get my mum uh, two hours a present. So she told me a really good breeder and I went and found this tiny, tiny, tiny little puppy and I gave it to my mum on her birthday and literally... She screamed. She thought it was a rat. She was literally, <laughs> what is that? She honestly, she screamed and she was hysterical. She was like, what is it? I was like, it's a dog. And she was like, oh, oh, it looks like a rat. And I said, no, it's a dog. Anyway, after she got over that shock, she absolutely fell head over heels in love with Lula, as her name's been abbreviated to. And now she's quite an old girl. She's 11 and she's, she's you know, she's got a bit of arthritis now. She doesn't like to walk as much anymore, but she is the sweetest little dog. Does Lula have many accessories that she likes to uh, dress up in? <laughs> Any belt buckles? Any belt buckles? <laughs> Not a belt buckle, but she does have her favourite toy pinky which is uh literally a long pink kind of sausagey thing i know excuse me sounds very odd but she loves she's obsessed with pinky so if i pick pinky up she will just her ears will pop up and she becomes like the liveliest dog ever and uh, until i put pinky down which then she proceeds to basically hug Uh, she's that in, that much in love with Pinky. She, yeah, yeah. There's Very love strange. here. The love is strong. The love for Pinky is there. <laughs> is real. Yeah. Um. When when our dog was a puppy, she used to have this little lamb that had a heartbeat in it, and it was a really really cute. What? Um, yeah. It, it was sort of like made a boom boom sound. That's bizarre. I know, but she used to hump that all the time, and I used to think that was a bit strange because it looked a little bit like one of her siblings. Oh no. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about your kitchen counter. <laughs> And um, so you mentioned you've been dying to get the old ki- the, the old kitchen like done yes. up new, and I yes. love that you talked about the worktop because I honestly can relate so much. I used to live in a flat that had a wooden worktop and it was rented, so I couldn't do anything about it. And it was so I felt like it was gross. Mm. The wooden work just like tops in a kitchen for me just don't work. No, and me too. Like it was something that I really, really found would annoy me more and more every yeah. single day I'd get down into the kitchen I was like no 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 I hate this kitchen I hate this kitchen I hate this kitchen so I, I had to, uh, to to get the workmen in and it was quite difficult during lockdown mm-hmm. to get things done yeah. but obviously they were still allowed to work and they just came in and just basically gutted the whole place knocked down a couple of walls and just basically did it all oh. I'm so happy it's honestly the nicest the nicest, cleanest looking kitchen and it's just it's just wonderful and it makes such a difference I think when you when you have a nice kitchen because we spend so much time in the kitchen don't mm, we right? yeah. cooking and everything so yeah it's just lovely has the wine rack seen much attention over the past year way too much <laughs> <laughs> i think um my my stomach has grown probably a whole gene size because of the alcohol i've consumed so yeah i have that i have a wine rack but it never has any wine in it it's just like what because you just consume <laughs> well, the it wine so gets quickly bought and then it usually gets drunk so it's just like it's nice to have the rack but it's never actually like got bottles of it's usually got bottles of like soda or tonic <laughs> in it, so. i tell you what the, the danger that we we fell into i i went into this lovely shop and bought one of those decanters those oh, glass decanters Ooh, yeah. so it's on our table in our front room when we're watching TV at night and of course if it's empty you just, you just think well, oh, it's such a shame for it to be empty it's such a lovely decanter so we pour in the red wine and then of course the red wine's there and it's just so easy when you're sitting at home watching the TV at night time and the weird thing is it's psychological because if you see one of the actors 
drinking yes. a glass of red wine. You think, oh, that looks really nice. Oh, the decanter's right in front of me. And you just literally pour yourself a nice glass of red wine. And it's, I don't know, I love a, I love a glass of red. Having been like indoors, do we see a return for you to the stage at all? Because I know obviously you've done like West End mm. and would you go back there? Do you miss yeah, that? Yeah, so actually, funnily enough, um, just before Christmas, I... I got a phone call from my mate Denise Van Outen saying to me if I would like to join her uh, at Proud Cabaret in London <gasps> to do a couple of shows there. So basically I went down, met Alex Proud and yeah, I did a little audition and then basically I got my own night down there, which yes! was great. Wow. And I managed to get about four weeks of work in until they put us into another oh. lockdown, lockdown three. <sighs> And uh, which is a bit frustrating, but I'm going back on May the 22nd and I'm going to be doing Saturday nights. So I'm really excited, actually, because I bought I I spent a bit of money on getting all the costumes ready and a wig and makeup because I come out and do a little bit of a nod to Rocky Horror. So I dress up in the whole Frankenfurter suspenders, stockings, wig, the whole the whole shebang. And I come out and do a little bit of um, sweet transvestite. And then I literally have about 15 minutes to quickly get rid of all that stuff, get rid of all that makeup and come back out and uh, do, do the rest of the show, which is so much fun. And they, they have incredible cabaret acts down there. Mm. So you go and you have your three course meal, you sit down, you have your dinner and you watch the cabaret show and there's aerialists, there's burlesque. And it's it's actually really, it's a really fun show. And then Denise is coming back and she's going to be doing Friday nights. Amazing. And yeah. So we kind of alternate the nights between us, which is amazing actually. And she's, we were in the circle together obviously as well, but we've, we've, known each other for 20 years and I, I love her so much she's such a good mate she's so lovely did you come up with a show concept yourself then like the whole your your whole performance yeah so um the cabaret it's called cabaret all stars so it's it's basically they they bring in um a different name each month or something okay. to, come and, to come and do shows but you get you get basically told what kind of songs do you want to do I have to do five songs a night amazing and I get all the, the cabaret acts performing around me whilst I'm doing stuff so it's really cool yeah have fire fire eaters and sword swallowers and it's it's, it's crazy it's crazy so yeah these, these people are so talented you mentioned the circle there didn't you mm. can I just say robbed <laughs> oh. robbed you played yourself and you were so lovely because you are lovely. And no one believed that anyone could be that lovely. So I know, they just got rid of me. It Shot was that Saffron the... Barker, <laughs> blaming her. <laughs> and also, I mean, um, I mean, anyone who's listening to this who hasn't watched The Circle, apologies, there's going to be spoilers. But I do, it's such an interesting social experiment, mm. isn't it? Mm. It was amazing, actually. I, I didn't quite know what I was getting myself into when I did it and I just kind of went in there thinking you know I'm just going to play a, a nice honest game and I I should have been a little bit more tactical and and thought about things in a different way if I went back now I would play it completely different would you? but at the time you don't really you don't yeah it was the first time and I didn't quite get the whole thing and everybody was playing such big games in there especially like Pete and Sam I mean they they played a blinder well, didn't Lady Lachere won it, pretending that she was... Um, Big Nasty. Big Nasty. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like the person who was being completely dishonest was the person who won it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love... I find it really bizarre because, for me, the idea of being stuck in a room on my own with no one to speak to other than through the, the medium of a computer and a messenger service, I would. I think I would go mad. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, it is... 
it is quite a bizarre concept, but it's the perfect concept for lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so easy to film for them. I mean, it was like perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I, to be honest, I, I absolutely loved it. And it was so much fun. And I just honestly had the best time. And I was really gutted to be gu- to gone out first, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, mm. because I just was enjoying a, a different surrounding from from being at home. And it was just nice to have a little bit of me time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think if there's one thing we've learned, it's that you need to stop being such a lovely person. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, honestly, I was watching, I was like, I can't believe it. Can't They're going to have It's going to be... <gasps> Anyway, so I'm still fuming about it. It's really hit a nerve with you, hasn't and it, Ariel? I just feel like... Aww. I remember just watching it all unfold and I was like, ah, no, no, no way, this is Aww. not... Um, you did just mention there um, in your cabaret that you had uh, costumes and everything put together. You mentioned in your home tour as well that you have a fancy dress collection. Yeah. I tell you what, it's, it's strange, actually. When I was a little boy, I think it's because I'm an only child and obviously... I didn't realise back when I was a little boy that I was probably going to be gay. But at the time, like my mum used to love to put makeup on me as a little boy and dress me up. And um, I remember being about nine years old, falling in love with a song by Vanessa Paradis called Jola Taxi. Mm. And uh, my mum would have dinner parties and she would be like, Duncan, go and go and do your Vanessa Paradis impression. <laughs> so I would go upstairs, I'd get my mum's clothes on. I'd put a little, I'd paint the middle of my teeth black because she had a gap. And I'd come down and I would do Jola Taxi as like the post-dinner uh, <laughs> performance. And uh, yeah, I don't know why. It just was, I was obsessed with that song. And um and the rest is history. And I still love dressing up. It's, it's quite it's quite fun, really. Do you have a particular fancy dress uh, costume that you always your number one like go to? Like I have a wig that I always use. I've got like the baby pink wig. And if everyone goes to a festival, I think like I'm just going to whip that on because then I feel like a different person in it. I tell you, what, I think I think for for guys, I totally get the whole love of drag. You know, yeah. it's something when you get into. A, when you get into drag makeup and you get into the whole shebang, it, you just change as a person. You get this different confidence about you. It's really, really bizarre. But I think drag has become so, so huge now, thanks to RuPaul. Mm. And especially in the UK where we've been having drag races been so, so, so huge now. Yeah. And um, it's really taken off. And I, I totally get it. It's so much fun. Like when you slap on that makeup get a wig on and you you know put a little corset on or something you just become a different person <laughs> and it is the most fun thing ever it's so liberating and i totally get why 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 got more guys i think now are, are having a giggle and going let's get into drag you know it's becoming more acceptable now it's so celebrated now which is excellent it's so isn't celebrated it? yeah i love it now talk to me about the wall of duncan <laughs> because <laughs> This is something that I feel like uh, I'm missing out on. I want a wall of George um, and I'm jealous. What, what does this wall of Duncan consist of? Oh, bless my mum. <laughs> so every every show that I've ever been in, um, you know, you get all the posters mm, in the theatres yeah. around. So I've always uh, been given like a poster on the last day you, where a lot of the cast members sign it or you, mm. you, you just get given the posters. My mum's always framed them. And so literally you walk up, the stairway and you can just see all the different um, shows that I've been in. And then you get all the blue plaques with all the discs in like the, the gold records and platinum records and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's quite nice really. And it's, it is nice memorabilia to have mm-hmm. and to keep really, because you just think, well, that's part of my life. And um, it's nice that my mum's so proud of it. So bless her. Yeah. Oh, all the posters. Does that mean you've got the legally blonde one as well? I've got I've got a legally blonde one. Um, 
Yeah, I've got, I've got them all, really. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, love it. I've got um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and I've got a Rocky Horror one. So, oh, yeah. Have you got a favourite? Are you allowed to have favourites? I, I really enjoyed Rocky Horror. I really loved playing Frankenfurter. It was so much fun. It was just brilliant. It was honestly one of the best best roles I've ever played. Did you keep any costumes from that? You must have. I've got the cape that he comes out with, um, which is pretty cool. And I use it, I use it for my set down at Proud. Love it. Um, Yeah. And when I whip it off and I'm just basically in suspenders in a corset, the the audience, they do go a bit, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) it's that kind of moment. It's like, oh my God, what's he wearing? (laughs) I'm now understanding why you have that room full of clothes because it's not just clothes. It's like the the, the outfits from Blue, the outfits from your stage shows Mm. as well. Well, yeah. as your own everyday outfits, I oh. imagine. So yeah, now I understand why there was so yeah. many bags of clothes. <laughs> I had my, I had a, in my old house, I, I had a my bedroom and then I had a separate kind of uh, dressing room area space, which is quite a big, probably like the size of this room I'm in now. Uh, but now I've had to condense everything and a lot of stuff is in the garage. So yeah. <laughs> or they ended up in the skip that you still didn't yeah. you need another yeah. skip up. Yeah. I swear my mum was secretly throwing things away when I wasn't looking. <laughs> Now, uh, Duncan, I need to pick your brain a little bit here because um, I'm hopefully going to be moving away from my parents in the not so distant future. Um, Mum and dad, I do love you, but um, I do need to move out. Uh, And hopefully I'll be moving somewhere in London. And I'm looking for some top tips of of what to do in this new place to make it a home or or if there's just anything in particular that that you have. Key items. Yeah, that you couldn't live without. Oh, that's a really good question, actually. I Well, I like lots of plants and I like lots of... I think it's just nice when you go into a house and you've got lots of, like, plants and things. And it's actually quite rewarding. You know, you buy a plant, but get a nice plant pot and you stick it there. <laughs> and every day you give it a little bit of water. I don't know. I think it looks really nice to have plants in the house. Yeah, it's like watching um, a little child grow. You're like, I made that. Just, <laughs> yeah, and I just think it's just really nice. And also, in our garden, we bought tomato plants. So it's just great. And you get your own fresh produce and tomatoes which I think is lovely and also like having mint fresh mint mm. which is always really nice it's great in a pims I was or a, you know, mojito mojitos <laughs> yeah get the fresh mint from the garden you know I think I need to get somewhere that's got some sort of outdoor space in that case because or a wee herb garden you can have one of the boxes garden. that are like I was massively into gardening when I was younger you? yeah I had my own little vegetable patch I grew all sorts oh. in there but it's just it's a really relaxing thing to do you can <laughs> sort of do it on your own you can get away from it all and it's just yeah as you say it's so rewarding looking at something that's you know completely bare and seeing all these things you know crop up i just wish i had the patience for gardening <laughs> but the thing is like if you get if you get like a little tomato plant and once it starts producing tomatoes honestly it's such so an amazing so feeling yeah. it's like oh my god and then when you eat it it tastes so differently from the, the tomatoes you get in a supermarket oh, it's just a completely yum. different taste yeah. there you go buy a tomato plant there we that go tomato plant might be item. one of my favourites so far who doesn't love a tomato either if you don't like no. tomatoes I find you a very strange person tomato, I love tomato. Tomato. My, ex, my ex-flatmate didn't like tomatoes couldn't mm. figure it out. That's why that she is your ex. <laughs> <laughs> Just before you go, um, I would like to know what home means to you, Duncan. Ah, that's a good question. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I've lived all over the place and I've travelled around so much in the in the 20 years that I've been working and home for me is when I come back and it's just like my stuff's there yeah. and it's so lovely to come into your own clutter, your own... <laughs> 
mess, yeah. if you know what I mean, because it's that's home. It's like yours. I I spent so many nights living in hotels or traveling or being in different places, but you can't beat that feeling of walking through the front door and it's almost like sandbags falling off your shoulders and it's like, ah, oh, I'm home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the, the nicest feeling and it's always nice coming back um, and seeing my mum because it's just me and my mum. I'm very close to her. I'm an only child. So we're very, we're very close and um, it's lovely to come back to my mum's home yeah. and feel safe and secure and be like, this is lovely. Little Lula. Oh, <laughs> let's not forget Lula. Uh, thank you yeah. so much, Duncan. It's been amazing, like going around to your house and just being a part of this episode of All Around Mine. Thank it's you so much. It's been lots of fun. Where can our listeners uh, find you online? Is there anything that they should be looking out for? Just, I, I don't really do a lot of social. I'm pretty terrible, but I, you know, I try to. I'm, I'm just learning TikTok, which is proving <gasps> to be quite you? hard. That's one step no. above me. <laughs> oh, God, I'm just trying. It. It's so hard, isn't it? It's so hard. The editing I'm, I'm just skills, and you did. I know, I know. I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, <laughs> but, but I do like to post pictures and stuff on Instagram and, and stuff like that. So. And we'll get to see about all your announcements for your new shows and whatnot. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of Great. course. At Mr. Duncan James. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Duncan James. It's been an absolute Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. I've really enjoyed it. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, Duncan. Join us next week on All Round Mine. When we have the numero uno, the first ever winner of the UK drag race, the Vivian. So exciting. It's gonna be fabulous. 